You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, me gente? This is your boy, Al Mugger. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders podcast. And today, folks, whoo, we got an amazing guest. My homie here does it all. He wears many, many hats. He's a letterer, a writer, an author, a publisher. He is an unstoppable force of unstoppable comics. The one, the only, J.D. Rosario. What is upstream land? And what my up? What up, hey. baby? What's, What's doing? going on, bro? How, How are you, you doing tonight? Huh? <laughs> I'm doing great, bro. Thanks for coming on, bro. Look at folks, you. you saw that picture before you came on. This is one of the happiest men in comic books, man. And an unstoppable force. Some, some truth and some business right I there. I love that. I'm happy to have him on. I haven't spoken to this man in four years back in Undercover Capes. And this is his debut on Comic Crew Pod. So, man, I'm so happy to have you and introduce you to me here. Thank you. And talk about you know what you've been doing, the dopeness of, of your of your label, the the new projects, the new things you're doing. You know what I mean? It's like yo, amazing growth and since the time I've met you back in New York Comic Con, we were having a good yeah. time. Yeah, so, you know, a, a, amazing yeah. See you from the thank from you, the corner you, booth to so many more titles. So yeah, keep on winning, bro. So let's let's do it. For folks that don't know, tell us, JD, I need an origin story. Where are you originally from, and what was your first love in fandom? I am originally from Brooklyn, New York. Hey, uh, that's hey. <laughs> <laughs> my my family's from Puerto Rico. Um, I'm a first generation, born out here, and you know, I I grew up with not a lot of money. So the cheapest things that I can find as a kid were comic books and GI Joes. And that's where my imagination sprung from, brother, right? This G.I. Joe and that Cobra acted like this or that superhero and villain from whatever book I was picking up for 50 cents a pop. And, and it oh, was just, man. that was it, brother. That was it. That's yeah. where everything started for me. What? Okay. Where in Brooklyn and where did you get your books? <laughs> All right. So I'm, uh, I'm from a little part of East New York called Starrett City. Uh, okay. But my grandmother lived in Bushwick. So that was the Uh-oh. that was the concentrated Spanish Latino area of yeah. Brooklyn. Um, and every Saturday when we would go to grandma's, there was a little bodega on the corner, and um, he used to sell used comic books for fifty cents a pop. Oh, so for used bucks, comic books, okay, used comic books, you know, <laughs> and it's and it's funny because years later, I mean, within the last three years, pandemic time of this whole springing with of live stream, I met the son of that owner. Oh, where? And I'm like, yo, bro, I bought your used comic books, kid. <laughs> you know, and, and when we found out when we put two and two together, he was like, yeah, those, those, that was my dad's shot. And I was like, you, so I was buying your used books and stuff. He goes, yeah. Um, so it's oh, cool how man. this world comes together and how small it is, right? So for two bucks, I was picking up four different comic books and there was a little, if you're a New Yorker, you know, there's these little Asian shops that sold knickknacks and luggages. And and toys. The so, robot kid. I was over with the messenger, the Japanese. Oh toys. my uh. messenger, bro! You know how many people don't know about messenger? I I love messenger. Puerto Rico. That's, that's where I learned about it. Me too, bro. Oh, bro. I fought your virtual. I was that, bro. What was it? Puño Plutónico. I was. Yeah, like, bro. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, my um uh my my wife tried to get me. She was looking to get me one of those Shogun warriors. Bro. Whew. Northeast Comic Con event. And actually, no, at Wicked Con event, they had it. They had the Mazinger complete. Uh-huh. Uh, he wanted, what was it? Like, like, like three bills for it. She said, yeah. no way. No way, no way. And yeah. I understood. I understood because, you know, but man, I, I, I wanted that so bad. I wanted yeah, that me so bad, brother. No, and I saw it. I had that as a kid, that specific one. Yeah. So it's like a flashback. And let me tell you, I mean, even though I'm in a position that I, I can if I wanted to, <laughs> but um, I was like, nah, you know, that, that's really money misspent right now. Yeah, yeah. You know? But yet. you know what? Spend that shit. 
<laughs> if you were there with me, you would have been that poison dart that oh, they needed. So just, oh, okay, I did it. One hundred percent. Look, I'm I'm to this day I'm still a big toy guy. Still, still a big toy guy. Um, right. The the dream chase is always the USS flag from GI Joe. But whatever, we we don't have the space for that, right? Um, but the wife on the low, she got me. She got me good. I don't know if you know about the HasLab Galactus that came out a few years ago. Yes. And, you know, things were tight. I I cannot say they weren't. Things were tight, right? This was pandemic still. uh, We didn't know what was happening from month to month. So we had a, you know, we had a sit on our nest egg and um, I passed on it, right? And we would always joke back and forth and be like, Baby, I'm getting that Galactus. I'm getting that Galactus. And and with little little things, little tonterias, I'd say, you know, I'm earning Galactus points, right? Um, <laughs> and she's like, baby, we can't, we can't, we can't. And, yo, bro, this year for Christmas, she got me that Galactus. No And I'm way. just like, oh, my God. You know how many things I got to do for you now? To <laughs> <laughs> you better be a good boy. Where if I... <laughs> what? What? Breakfast in bed, all that, you know, with everything, the apron on. <laughs> everything, 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 brother. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, so, so toys have always been my jam. I can't, I cannot okay, deny cool. that. They used to be a lot cheaper. So, you know, I mean, of yeah, I, uh, my father passed away when, when we were very young. Uh, I was six. Oh. My sister was three. You know, my mom was picking up jobs, you know, as a housemaid. Um, and so money was tight. So, like I said, comic books were 50 cents a box, uh, a pop. G.I. Joe's were two bucks or two fifty, right? Yeah. So, you know, birthday money. I was like, woo, you know, it was, uh, I was yeah. going ham on that because <laughs> um, you could get a lot for a little bit. And, and things have changed. But, again, that's where my imagination sprang from, the toys and the Excellent. comics as a kid. Excellent. So as the imagination sprung, what, how did that lead into you being creative? Oh man, uh, I was, I was always a dreamer. Um, right. And, and you know, we grew up in New York and in the eighties, New York wasn't the safest place to be. Right. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> so, so, um, uh, it was a good time, though. It, well, it, was, it was a great time. It was a, right? it wasn't the same, but it was a fun time. Yeah, <laughs> same time. Uh, I mean, you know, really? uh, we'd stay out till the light till the lights shut off. But yeah. to keep me home, uh, other aunts and uncles, and even mom at time, they would buy me comic books because they know, boom, I I, I would read it right. Me too. And uh, you know, video games. Nintendo wasn't here yet. It was still Atari. Uh, you know, Atari didn't yeah. have the. But well, wait, but but, but to them everything's Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. 100%. yeah bro. You get Sega, Xbox, is that the new Nintendo? Oh my <laughs> god. Bro, it was like me I got your new Nintendo game, but I don't I don't I don't have Calico, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so but you know, it was it was the love. The love was there and, and very early on, uh, that's the great thing about being poor, right? You learn to appreciate the smallest Absolutely. little gestures, bro. Well, right? I had second-hand Ataris, bro, and yeah. I still have them working to this day because yeah. that's how much I appreciated even having them at that time. Bro, I still have the old adapters that went for the Atari. Oh, shit, know? me too. Bro, I still <laughs> got it for my for my 26 over here, yeah. baby. Yeah, you never man. got rid of that. You never got rid of that. You know? Um. So, so yeah. Um. So, the imagination blossomed during that period, and it was yeah. nurtured uh, by the family. I was lucky. I was lucky that the village gave my mom a big hand in in, in raising us. Right, family for us uh, uh, is strong um, for a lot of Puerto Ricans, for a lot of Latinos. Right, family is is we we don't have cousins. Right, we've just got extended brothers and sisters. And yeah. uh, you know, it was it was my my dad's sister took me to my very first comic book shop. Right, uh, my my grandmother. When we would be in the in the pueblo in Caguas, uh, she bought me, you know, a Captain America comic book. And I don't know if you remember um, Captain America three thirty four. That was the one where the new Captain America and the new Bucky, John okay. Walker and Lamar Hoskins came in, right? Yeah. And one is white and one is black. Yeah. And his grandma, Afro Latina, with the blowout, right? And and when we're picking up the comic book out of the pharmacy, she goes, "One looks like you, and one looks like me." 
And I, that, for me, it's like, even though the one is a guy, you know what I mean? She still identified uh, yeah. something for me to bond with her. So nice. that, you know, play that off the macro. And everybody in the family just had something to do with it and helping me and my sister and encouraging the arts with us. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So talk about taking those steps to put creative product out there. How did that even happen? When did you decide to be crazy enough to take uh, this? Um, I was stupid and I was ignorant, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, there were internship programs, right? All right. But coming from a poor family, you don't work for free. So the internship programs were not something that I could have pursued at that time. And even yeah. in college, excuse me, even and high school. And parents wouldn't even understand it. Even if you yeah. wanted to, they wouldn't understand it. Can trabajar de gratis, you know? <laughs> Mommy, I got to go to work. How much you bringing in? You know, that's, 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 that's what cosa de Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Old school island folks come with this very backward mentality that they just don't get what it really takes. They have a different way to struggle, like Correct. not understanding Correct. the new sacrifices that need to be made to, to move it's, forward. They always think about the hard work, right? And so many of the elders in my family were that blue collar, right? They were the ones that worked at the airport tossing bags. They were the ones that worked in the commissaries of the buildings. They were the ones that was doing the, I hate to say grunt work, not in a demeaning way, right? But they yeah. did the they did the hard labor work because yeah. that's how that's what they understood. They were the locksmiths, the plumbers, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it instilled in me that hard work ethic, right? And and with my sister, she you know, she's a doctor, right? So that worked out somewhere. It clicked for somebody else, right? You had one smart enough to become a doctor. You had one smart enough, but still stupid enough to go into the world of comic book publishing. The arts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the arts, because the arts. Again, another thing that they also not going to understand. No, no. And, you know, so I always wanted to, to do this. Um, and in the in the late 90s, you had the emergence of print-on-demand. So those small little fanzines or ash cans that I made, okay, let's see if we can blow that up and take those same 8 to 12 pages and see what we can do with a small little floppy book. And okay. that started the addiction. That started the addiction. So was it named Unstoppable at the time when you started right no. off, off the bat? Or, 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 or was that you just throwing random stuff out? Into yeah, the no, it started, it started off first as Gateway Comics, and then it became Storm Chasers Comics, and then it became Unstoppable Comics. Not because I thought I was this great big force of, of destruction, but because I felt at the time I was this... The, the the little train, the engine that could, right? I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. And we did, right? We kept going. Um, there were a hell of a lot of speed bumps, right? But we pushed through and we persevered to this day. So so before we get about how you developed the universe, for the folks, how long since that day to now has Unstoppable been around? Okay, so Unstoppable was legitimately termed in May of 2008. So this May 29th, we will be celebrating our 16-year anniversary. Ooh, whoa, 16 years Thank independent you. comic book. Thank Come you. hear that, folks? Independent comics, 16 years. Woo yeah, baby. That Rock is amazing. I, that's yeah. just the big thing. Now let's get back to see why they've been in existence for so long. Talk about building that universe. Talk to me a bit about some of the characters you've built and, you know, who was the first? Who was the first oh, character out of yeah. the new stable? And how did that bleed into making a universe? Well, as a child of uh, Puerto Rican ancestry, of Puerto Rican descent, I learned about Taino Indian mythology when I was in college. And one of the things that stood out to me was uh, the myth of the cave of life and, and Marocayon. Or, or Marocel. I, I don't know how to pronounce the name. I know it's spelled M A R O C A E L. Okay. And he was the, he he was the guardian uh, from which all the Tainos believed that uh, uh, he was the guardian of this cave that all the Tainos believe life sprang forth from. 
and you know the birds, the trees, the the air, the water, the all everything came out of out of the cave. And one day he fell he fell asleep, and he was turned to stone by the spirit of of Mother Earth. And when I read the myth, I believe it was either uh, they named her either Atebaria or Wigwivara. I know both terms are used. I don't know which one was the specific one. So that that always stuck with me. And everyone goes into into their, I guess, their vanilla mode, right? Their most iconic representation when they're stealing from an archetype. And the archetype <laughs> that I was stealing from was Superman. Yeah. How do I how do I play off of that? How do I make a Puerto Rican Superman without making him look like Captain Superman wearing the flag and stuff like that? Yeah. One of the big things with us is boxing, right? We we love boxing. It's a huge boxing and baseball. Is is right? It's it's ah that's that's yeah. part of our culture. <laughs> and um, I tied that in to the myth, and I came up with with a boxer who was tarnished, who um, you know had a lot of dirt on his face, and he stepped on a lot of toes on his way up. So when the time came, and and some things became exposed over over. Uh, Juicing himself, right? He was okay. he was ripped apart in in, in the media, oh. and then he found out that you know he was this descendant, and a lot of people go that route uh, because they feel legacy is something that's great to build upon. So I, I came upon that and tied that into he being a descendant of of the woman in my story that our our great mythological protector uh, Marukail had had fell in love with and. You know, he was there to repay or to carry on the legacy for the demons that this guy had let through into our plane when he fell asleep. So I, I tied that in. And what I found out as I'm building Unstoppable Comics is selling just the Puerto Rican Superman type character really isn't going to bring the major bucks in. Yeah. Right. But. Now that I'm putting my money where my mouth is, it doesn't just have to be that one character. How many others do I feel in my personal life were underserved? And that's where I built up that team. And, and our first book was The Storm Chasers. Okay. And we, we had this team of what I felt was underserved characters. One of my best friends growing up, his mom was Puerto Rican and his dad was from Thailand. So we took that, that Thai mysticism that I learned about growing up by spending time with the family. And we incorporated that instead of, you know, just the Asian martial artist generic gimmick. So we went with something like that. And uh, not far from me growing up is Far Rockaway. And if you know New York, you know Far Rockaway has, and Liberty uh, Boulevard has the strong West Indian influence over there. Mm -hmm. So that's where we got our, our character named Rockaway for that. So it wasn't like I was just out there playing racial bingo. I, I took from, from what I grew up with, right? Who, who I knew, who were my neighbors, uh, who who were the people I went to school with. And that's New York, that's Brooklyn, that's, that's how we grow up. People, that's it, that, brother. A lot of people don't understand that because it's, it's the cities that are like that. The rest of the country ain't like that. <laughs> no, and it's and it's hard trying to figure that out because I moved out of New York for a little while, um, and when when I was in Virginia, I didn't have that same energy that i had here right uh it was learning a it was like going to another country it was learning another culture right and i'm like that's not how it happens back home and that acclimation yeah. process wasn't so easy for me to get used to yeah well you and me both and when i yeah. was in florida that's why i really come back up north because i ain't dealing with that nonsense <laughs> <laughs> where, where were you tampa orlando Clearwater? in orlando i'll tell you this much i was in orlando you think nice right one day i come out to go to the uh, store to the local 7-eleven driving on the corner of my block was a nazi party protest i kid you not and then the following week a white power protest two different people <laughs> And then oh, things happen. I was like, "Oh my!" So my, you know, my my family at the time, like, "Yo, um, you wouldn't." I took pictures. So I could prove it. I was like, "Yo, this is up the block." They they at that moment did not no longer felt comfortable in the hood. You know? Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I I, I mean, <laughs> I I had elements of that in Virginia, right? Um, 
and, and classism played a big part, yeah. not just racism. And I, I was like, I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, that's why New York is the best place, baby. Don't get me wrong. We got our shit out here. I'm not going to say no. <laughs> I, I cannot deny that. Right? There's some days that I'm here and I'm like, oh, motherfucker. Right? But, but, I mean. That's me driving in the city on the weekend. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> 100%, bro. Yeah. Folks, if you just want to get your blood pressure going, if you suffer from low blood pressure, just drive a weekend in Manhattan, and I guarantee that you'll be healthy in no time. All right, <laughs> you'll be you'll you be lucky if you only get five blocks in two hours. But I mean, it's you know, it'll, yeah. it'll get that blood flowing, baby. Don't remind me that was my weekend driving. Um, <laughs> so uh, on this comic world, so you're creating this whole universe. How how many? Uh, how big is the the universe of titles? in the unstoppable comic book. So now uh, we just finished successfully launching our eighth title eighth? within the unstoppable comics oh, catalog. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know, I know, I know, dude. Eight <laughs> titles. That's amazing. And what was the name of that title? So the name of that one is called Limbo, open almost all eternity. Oh, this one right here? That, that one right that just here. got funded what? recently? That, yes, sir. Ooh. Yes, sir. We just finished successfully funding uh, May 3rd. So we're in the middle of fulfillment on that one right now. And uh, it is the story of a former priest who is now the Lord of Darkness. So the the main bad guy down there in the underworld has gone missing. And somehow this person who lost his faith uh, is now in charge of everything that's going on down there. Problem is, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. So what does he do? He spends most of his, most of his time drinking in a bar called Limbo with other demons. <laughs> and while, while he's doing that, everything in the underworld is starting to fall apart and people are gunning for his head. So now the story picks up with this new Lord of Darkness, the former priest, trying to figure out how to keep things together at the same time, trying to continue doing his job and figure out what happened to Lucifer. Holy smokes, yo. <laughs> look at it. I love it. Yo, folks, oh, and it has the video. Check that out. But look at this. Look at these covers, folks. Woof. You yeah, said this so, is a fulfillment. So we had a oh, mix of new covers. We had a mix of uh, covers that were. So this is the first book that I'm publishing that is oh, not. Wait a minute. Hey, look, folks. You see the growth of this guy. Wait a yeah. minute. Your first book you're publishing out of yes. the family. Yes. Oh yes, my yes, God! Yes. So this is even a bigger thing. Yes. Oh my! And they got. Oh, hey, congrats again, <laughs> guys! You see, an unstoppable force. I ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Um. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So. So the colorist that that I one of the colors that I work with, uh, did work on this book and he introduced me to the writer and the team wants to get a foothold here in the states. So we worked out, we started talking, and we've we've definitely vibed with each other, and um, we brought this to the table. This is going to be a three-issue miniseries. So covers B and C were originally the uh, Colombian releases, and then covers A and D were brand new covers for here in the States. Uh, uh, and I'm, uh, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. And look at this. Oof, look at that coloring, that artwork, that line work, yeah, everything. Yeah. Jeez. Oh. So the artist on this is uh, Francisco Maldonado, and he's from Spain. And the colorist is Champe Ramirez, and he's from uh, Colombia. And the writer is Gabriel Gamora, and he comes out of Colombia as well. I'm digging it. And, and, and the music here kills me. It sounds like the, that, that old school music your parents be listening to. Bro. It's so musica. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were asking me, should they translate the music and put something that is, you know, uh, uh, understood here in the, in the States? And I said, no, leave it like that, right? Because it, it shows the authenticity of where the book still comes from, right? Yeah. We keep, we're keeping the heart of its original publication alive, even though we're putting a, an, uh, an English stamp on it. Yeah, yeah, because you're translating the characters. At the very least, let the music go, all right? That's it, brother. That's what, it. What, what is that? Is that an old school song or is that a bachata? You listen? I have no <laughs> clue, bro. I have no clue. Why do you think this poor guy will listen to in limbo? <laughs> you know? Bro. Jose Feliciano I... or something. <laughs> Yo, I like Jose Feliciano. Oh, bro, bro. hey. I love <laughs> that. 
you there know? You go. That's how Stephanie sounded so most likely. He didn't even know, bro. The, the closest I I got to Jose Feliciano was uh, one of my friends uh, growing up. His mom was his neighbor, right? Six degrees of separation. I was oh, like, whoa, right. you knew him, right? Oh, like six degrees. <laughs> shit, my cousin looked exactly like Jose Feliciano when he was a young guy. Really? I was dying, yo. He looked just like him. I said, yo, can you close your eyes and rock back and forth? Yeah. <laughs> if all he needed to do was walk around with the guitar, he could have been yeah, some, some autographs, bro. Yo, but he had an all-the-time cosplay, you know? <laughs> he had the look. He had that look. Yo, bro, who's yo, who's this guy? He, so he's, he's one a, of the he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, exactly, one hundred percent. So, so you know, when the story starts off, you got our our new Lord of Darkness, and like I said, all he wants to do is have a drink. That's it, right? Because and that's him right here, and that's him right there. With the so big, with the big there's, stash, there's people in the right. bar that they're talking about him. They want to know what's going on, and and there's rumors of who this person is because nobody really knows. Nobody's really seen him. And this guy's just like, yo, you're drinking my, you're drinking the last beer here that I wanted, you know, you give it to me. And like, hell to the fuck no. <laughs> Excuse me. I just shouldn't have said it like that. I'm so sorry. Uh, he, he, uh, he was like, you know, hell no. And, um, and you know, uh, what we find out very quickly is that uh, the Lord of Darkness has somebody watching his back. And this is an adult show, don't you worry. Oh, so long, right, as, we don't, right. so long as we don't curse in the first 10 seconds, Google um, YouTube says we're fine. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, okay. yeah, don't, don't start off your show with a curse. Well, that's right, the Borico, Carlos Rafael. There we What's go, I got to roll them arms. How you doing, bro? Carlos is good people. He's over there in the West Coast right now. Hey, in the West. He's a body on the West? Yeah. Hey, yeah. there we go. Yeah. You hardly hear about bodies on the West Coast, man. No, they they are prolific. They oh, really? are prolific, yeah. They love them earthquakes, yo. Get out of here, bro. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> oh, man, but look at this. Who's that? That's the shorty or someone? No, that's the one that she's watching his back. So okay. that's, that's uh, we learn later on that she is, for this series, the mistress of lust. Um, and, and she seduces people. And... On the low, that's that's how he got the job, right? She okay. seduced him to oh. fill that position. Hey, man, dirty business. Look at this. <laughs> exactly. Oh, damn. He hit that? My gosh. Yes, yes. So he this needed a step stool for that one, though. That, that was done by Jorge Velasquez. Um, and that's on, on one of the cards that, well, we didn't hit that stretch goal, but it was also on the cover of the original Colombian release. And we were telling people where it's going. Here's the rest of the team that went into doing this. Excellent, yo. Yeah, and one of the one of the covers, the new American Ooh. North American cover, it popped. People were jamming for it, so we turned that into a T-shirt, and and that did pretty well as well. That is fire. And look at this line yeah. up of other books. Who is Vicky Sticks? That looks so, so bad. That, My daughter yeah. would love this book. <laughs> oh, bro. So this was, uh, this is our seventh title. Uh, and she is, uh, for lack of a better term, our 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 female Frankenstein archetype, right? Okay. But as the story goes on, uh, there's going to be more more to it than that. But uh, she is she's the one that protects the creatures that go bump in the night, or at least avenges them. Uh, we we didn't really have any supernatural books in the catalog. One of the good things about publishing or publishing your own stuff is. You get to see where there's gaps or, or different stories that you want to tell. And one of the things I felt was lacking for me or that I was starting to feel a little bit were my supernatural oaths, right? One of my favorite movies as a kid was Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. I don't know if oh, you remember that. Classic. Absolute right? classic. Yeah. WPIX used to play it like maybe once every two yeah, months. Say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So monsters, that universal style was always always uh, with me. So that's that's where we go with that one. And uh, here was our holochrome cover set. So some people wanted a little bit more. Some people wanted that collectible vibe. And these were the, uh, well, from the video there, I mean, you don't really have to play it, but you can see the shine. It has a nice gleam yeah. edge on, on, on the books. Sexy. Yeah. And I don't have a, I don't have a, a frequent flyer program, right? Oh. So we were offering that same holochrome treatment for cards on trading cards for anybody who was coming back 
anybody yeah. who had supported us before, they'd be getting one of those for free just because they keep oh, showing us nice. love. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and we, we took a, we took a little bit of a hit, but, um, it's worth it to say thank you to everybody who's been with us for six years. That's so in love. You see, that's what indie do. Marvel DC don't do that. For yeah, you. bro. They come oh up with the premium God. stuff. And look at the line up in its entirety, I would guess, right? These are all the books. These are, these are all the single issues that we still have left in print. We have left. Oh my yeah. God. These are the last first prints. Yeah. These are the last first prints. So a oh, lot of folks, other things. Collectors before they become movies. <laughs> before they're gone. Before they're gone. Right. And, um, so there's that. Uh, there's a few more and you know, what isn't left in print for the single issues. We still have in the graphic novels, which are pulling up. Ooh, and we have that. quite a few trades still. We got our Dragon Store book, a Shield of the Interceptor book. Um, we've got our Unstoppable the Origins book. And we've got our character guide. So if anybody loved hey, that old Marvel Universe please. handbook. Oh, dude, I've been trying to finish that run. Every time I go, I find some individually, I'm almost there. I'm missing a couple for? of letters. For, what are you uh, volume for? one? I see how fine. Yeah. From, okay, oh, I'll so, send you my list. On the so, volume yeah, one yeah. Marvel Universe. Good, good. The, so you're looking for the 83 books? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, I love bro, those. Did you ever get the poster of that one? No, my, no. But, but my favorite one was always the Book of the Dead, uh, that oh, line. Yeah. Dude, when I would read through that one, I was like, damn, how, how could these damn. guys get killed? I, I mean, how? Know. These are so badass dudes. So, and, and, and women here, like, what the fuck? Yeah, How's it possible? Right? You know, we thought, stupid us, we thought that was the end of it. Little did we yeah, know, right? it's comic books, right? How many <laughs> times did Captain Marvel come back or, or Count Nefaria or the Red Skull? But they were in the Book of the Dead. Yeah, absolutely were, right? Because they, they died at least once. <laughs> they died at least once. And then there's our Storm Chaser book. But now, if people want our digital books, okay, these are our digital single issues. Nice. So they could have rock and rolled with that. They could pick that up on the website now. Or in the next Kickstarter that's coming up. Oh man, the next Kickstarter. You mean this one right here? That one. So we have Storm Chasers Volume Two. I'm saying it's Storm Chasers Volume One and Two, but we're looking to raise the money to print up the second trade, which collects issues five, six, seven, and eight. Right now, it measures at a hundred pages with a character gallery. Excuse me, with a cover gallery and a chibi gallery, but it has an opportunity to expand to more than 100 pages with some of the stretch goals that we've got lined up. No, oh, but that's nice, man. You yeah. could get a graphic novel at 100 pages, four issues, you know, all, all wound up into one baby. So first, look at that. Right now, folks, it's right there. Hit the notify button. That's it, Follow. Baby. That's all you got to do. Then you're going to get dinged. So that way you could go ahead and support and not miss this it. baby. Absolutely. And yeah. if you want any of those books, that's what, you know, visit that website right here. Look at that lineup. You, can, you Come on, folks. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Now. Yeah. But listen, I could say that our books are well worth the money you're going to spend on. Yes, they are. Trust you me. If you've not been to a car in New York and not been to a booth of his, let me tell you, you find quality content, a big smile, and a man that's there hustling for real. A dope lineup of books. All right. So this is the next one. So what's the expected date again? So this one should be launching the first Saturday in June. Excellent, folks. Mark that on your calendars, folks. Get ready to spend that money because I know them tax checks still coming in then. They're rolling, baby. Me- save, save a few bucks for us. Save it. Yeah, yo. Right? I mean, come on. For 100 pages of pure entertainment for an amazing independent creator, you know, and Come on, you know he's gonna hook it up with some dope goodies, brother. We're not campaign. we're not doing this with a rich uncle. We're not doing this with VC money, right? We're not doing this with a major sponsor behind us. We're doing this with the money that comes from the people that continue to support us, right? Carlos, thank you, brother. They're cool, they're fun, and his books are quality. He's also good people. Carlos, you're the man, bro. Carlos, Carlos is money. Carlos is money. You know his books are in diamond right now. Um. And and he's got he's got great retail distribution. Uh and and one of the great things about the comic book community, right? Podcasters like yourself, other independent creators, we know each other. 
right? We we travel, if not within the same circle, in within circles that intersect with everybody else. And we know who the quality people are. We know who the genuine people are. And we know when there's people out there who are not trying to keep anybody down. If I know something, I'm going to put you on. If you yeah, know something, good. you're putting me on, right? Yeah. And everybody yeah. lifts each other, bro. That's what happens, man. Yeah. That's what happens. Some, that's- some people do not have that nature like us, Jay. Some people agree. Some say, hey, you know, figure it out. Like, that's kind of messed up. Me, listen, I don't want nobody to struggle like I did it. Because maybe i tell you something that you could probably take on to a level that I didn't know. And hopefully you'll be kind enough to say, hey, Al, you know what? I did what you did plus this, and they got me here. So maybe you could do that in a wonderful flow of, of that symbiotic energy so we could all level up. Everybody needs to table, not just 100%. 100%. Because if I'm putting you on, you know what? Most people will remember once they level up. Oh, yo, like you said, this is how I did this. Check this out, right? And maybe it may not work for you, but at least you can attempt it. At least it gives you a direction to try to go after, right? You asked for what one of my inspirations was. And I didn't want to be negative, uh, but I do remember being on the other side of the tables at a convention and, you know, showing up with my little book and, and, and getting brushed off, you know, again, to get away from me, kid kind of attitude. And that hurt, that stung. So when I do my boots and and I know you've seen this, I try my best not to do that to anybody else. Right. Because you don't want to discourage that. Even if that art style needs some polish, right. You, you want to let them know, bro, you know, this is not my style right now. But if you work on X, Y, and Z, you know, you could be at your own table too. That's right. You want to encourage people. Um, absolutely. You want to show them what you didn't get. Absolutely. I've been blessed with a wonderful team at Comic Crusaders, and I've seen many of them grow, write novels, you know, do film, uh, you know, become wow. their own publishers, you know. Nice. So, you know, shit, it's like seeing my children grow up. Uh, I, I couldn't be more more happy to, to support them further in their career, you know what I mean? Even yeah. if they leave me, you know what I mean? I'm always going to be that Papa Bear figure. Like, yeah. I got you, I got you back, yo. Bless, and yo. That's your legacy tree. You know what I'm saying, bro? It came from that. And I've had people that have worked with me that have moved on that have done other things. Like, one of the guys who wrote with me, uh, his name is Brandon Easton. That Jack is, Ooh, he, did, he oh, wrote. He's a boss right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> And I'm so happy to see him excel. Uh, you know, what? one of the guys who did work with me early on, Russ Leach. Russ was drawing Doctor Who in the UK. That's, <laughs> I mean, come on, bro. That's a that's a premium uh, IP over there. Oh, here yeah. too. You know, and oh, here yeah. he is. He's drawing that. And I feel excited when I see my people. Blowing mm-hmm. up, you know, um, shit, bro. It's just, it's it's one of the many hidden gems yeah. of of working in comic books. It is, it is, it is absolutely. And networking and seeing people go, because again, you know, for me and you, and, and seeing, you know, I've seen only a couple of books to see how many titles you have now, and then the next steps that you've taken. That is amazing, yo. I'm like, wow, my brother keeps doing it thank what you, you ain't you, trying you, you doing it, huh? thank you thank love you, this thank you thank this, you this is right yeah, yeah brother that's what it is Carlo. you know uh, you know feel discovered move on to bigger things proud moments yo yep. hell yeah absolutely hell yeah. absolutely hell yeah. all right brother so so where, 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 where can people see you next you know, are you doing any local conventions i know you're wrapping up this campaign but are you going to be anywhere where you could buy these books in person Yes, you know, get some of that this Rosario verse. (laughs) Yes. So January, the weekend of January nineteenth, I believe it's seventeenth through the nineteenth. I'm going to be Washington D.C. for Awesome Con. Oh, you already planned next year. (laughs) No, no, that's in that's in what uh, uh, eight weeks? You said January. Holy shit! I said January. I'm in (laughs) June. 
<laughs> wow, bro. Oh, yeah. All right, damn. J- JD is living in the future, right? Quick, son. I'm like, yeah, yeah, pass out. Yeah, man, like, leave, man. Damn, bro. bro you know, it's funny. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to big time myself when I say this, but I got a lot on my plate. I am, <laughs> I am, I got a, I got a programming schedule um, with one book every two months oh, from wow. here up until September of 2025. Whoa. Some of those include a couple graphic novels. And one of those graphic novels is going to be an original graphic novel from one of my frequent collaborators. Uh, his name is Granda. And uh, it's going to be a YA book about a young lady who's dealing with her her nightmares, her night terrors that are, are coming into the real world. Um, that's going to be an original full color I think it's a 120-page graphic novel. I need to read that because I deal with night terrors. You know, God really? knows what I'm putting out in the world. So, it's if if you're good with reading Spanish, I can send that to you, bro. Oh, seguro yeah. que sí. I'm a Boricua, baby. I'm, oh man, Yo. from New York. You know, from okay. the 80s, we, we, the last generation that knows how to read, write, and speak it. <laughs> oh, God, you are you are absolutely right. And it, you know what? You, my it's my generation that was the borderline, right? Uh, it was my excuse me, it was my group of our generation yeah. that was the borderline because I got I got cousins five and six younger, five and six years younger than younger than me. They'll understand it, but they can't speak it, and they yeah. definitely can't write it. Yeah, my my daughter and, and her grandmother is the funny situation. My daughter speaks to her in English, and my and the grandmother responds in Spanish. And they totally understand each other. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You know, uh, and I saw that. I saw that happen with my within the family. You know, I love but, it. bro, the the summers I spent in Puerto Rico, it was that's two months of you don't speak English. You know? Yeah, and you walk barefoot, and, oh. you, and you're eating pachas, canepas, oh. mangos, right off, right off them joints, yo, fresh, bro, bro, my grandparents. <laughs> Had the tree of parchas in the back. Oh. They had the, the parchas, panapen, limones, uh, oh, uh, aguacates. Bro, grandpa had this huge fucking tree that every year would put out <clears throat> 200 to 300 avocados. Oh, and my God. he would use that to trade with the other guys that had fincas that would just, okay, this one had the chickens, this one had the cows, and we get milk and we get eggs and, and nice. just to swap an avocados, bro. The old you school bartering system. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right, um, everybody had, everybody lived. That's it. Easy peasy, right? What happened, man? <laughs> what happened? I'm about to get me some Johnny Walkers. I'll listen to some bachata like homie. Like, oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> Oh man, bro! Listen, you put a bottle in front of me, I could celebrate with a couple shots myself. You know, man, celebrate. That's right, celebrate these continued wins, these continued successes. All right, so in June you're gonna be at Awesome Con, um, and then and after that's the only show you're doing this year. How many? Right now, that's the only one we got booked. We're still waiting to hear on stuff from New York Comic Con, and this is gonna be if we get through. This is gonna be the first time we're doing New York Comic Con since the pandemic. Uh, oh, wow. you know, you dude, haven't been dude, back since. No, so you know, we had we had some family uh illnesses, and uh, mom was going, mom was living with us, and she's going through chemo. She was going through chemo, and oh, you don't want to risk oh, bringing that back home, right? Oh. And uh, then last year, my wife had uh, we were gearing up for a, a major surgery with her, which honestly got delayed. It kept getting pushed back, and and X, Y, and Z until just two months ago, but we didn't book it again because we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't want to bring anything back to her. Um, we wanted her to be clean and, and, and not have any more complications going into that surgery. So, you know, what, what do you do? You, you chase the dream or do you protect the ones that you love? And always protect the ones you love. You sacrifice the dream. That's that, it. That's what men do. We sacrifice that's our it. dreams for family. 100%, always. brother. That's what 100%. men do. <laughs> Hell fucking yeah. That's what a man does, bro. That's what, it, right? You know, uh, you, you go to the you go to the bottom of the totem pole, right? You become the foundation 
right? As yeah. long as everybody else is good, that's when you're good. Yep. Yeah. Who cares? Like, Everybody's fine. Right? I'm fine. That's all that matters. I'm, but whatever comes extra is, is just that extra. And thank you, Lord, for yeah. the blessing. And you and know? you know, I take that same mentality into the world of publishing. Right. Beautiful. As long as the team is good, I'm good. Right. I got to make sure this is where the stress comes in. This is where, right, the, the hair starts to turn gray. You see? I'm well, I mean, that, you got the re riches, bro. Yeah. You got the size, bro. You got yeah. the re riches going. Yeah. Bro. I'm already yeah. done, bro. Forget yeah. about it. Okay. <laughs> you know, but, but the money that we bring in, you know, goes to make sure that their families eat, you know, to make sure that has food on the table. And that's on my shoulders. I got to make sure that that's coming through. So I got to make sure that our ducks are lined up in a row. There we go, man. Yeah. All right. So, Last tip bit here, my homie, because I know you got another appointment coming up real <laughs> soon. Right. I'm here. He's the busiest man in the business. I'm telling you, he, you know, unstoppable comics because he's an unstoppable force. He don't stop a freight train of marketing and getting things done, man. So, uh, give me a tidbit of advice you, you give, you know, cats trying to step into the game now based on, you know, on these wonderful years of knowledge you've had. Okay. Building unstoppable. Never say no to yourself. There's going to be enough people out there in the world. They're going to tell you no, but don't be the one that says no to yourself. Because if you, you do, you are going to be feeding into their negativity. You're going to be feeding into their concept of you not being good enough. So don't give them that opportunity. Never say no to yourself. Put And once you're able to do that, you have this, you have this freedom, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Fuck that. I could do whatever I want. I could tell whatever story I want. And understand that you're going to learn. You're going to fall flat in your face. You're going to lose money. It's going to happen. But don't take it like it's a shot to the gut. Learn from it. Right? You're going to learn more from failing than you are from succeeding. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, why you say never say no to yourself. Because if you say no, oh, Maybe I shouldn't do a superhero book. Fuck that. Do it. Tell that story. Yes. And learn how to tell a story. Learn how to build a book. Learn how to collaborate with others. Learn how to market that property. Learn how to put together a good publishing concept on how you're going to bring this book forward. And um, just, you know, never say no to yourself. Don't be afraid to fail. It's going to happen. And understand that you're going to get so much more information from that failure. All right. So you're saying about getting the knowledge and all that. Is there any recommended place you would, a resource, if you will, that you would tell somebody here, seek maybe this to, to, to help you get started? Yeah. This here, podcasts like yours, bro. Right? Because you and other podcasters are the ones talking to us who have the boots on the ground who are learning stuff firsthand, who are not charging people for premium master class, right? This is where we're sharing that information, right? You and, and other podcasters are acting, asking questions that we may not have even thought of speaking about. So that information is there. And the great thing about podcasts is, you know, you could be driving in your car and you turn on a podcast, you can listen to it. You could be on the train and you've downloaded one, right? And you got it uh, and you're listening to it. You could be on a flight, right? You could be listening to this mm-hmm. while you're working on other products, right? Use podcasts like this as that white noise that you want to have in the background, yeah. right? Because this is where that information is, bro. You are the school. I, I'm, I guarantee you, <clears throat> if you had someone transcribe every podcast you can write novels worth of information that people can have out there so this is it right it's it's no longer the school of hard knocks it's the school of live stream yeah yeah baby and me, I only go live. I only love going yes. live. <laughs> my, my people go pre-recorded. Not my ass. Let's do it, baby. If we're going to fumble, it. we fumble. Like when That's you it, it was an okay that. to curse. And it's okay. Don't you worry. And it's okay to fumble because we're human. This is why I love live. 
you know, we're being us. I don't give yeah. a shit if I make a mistake. It's all right. It happens. If they don't pay on it, it passes. What do you want me to do? You know what I mean? It happens, you know? That's I'm not going to do it, but I'm That's saying, what I'm all about, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Some days, some days I just have to sleep on the couch to protect my wife, you know, because no, you know, I don't want to bother no, her at night. No Dutch ovens because then you're going to get really kicked out of more than a couch. You know what I mean? I, I, I understand. <laughs> Folks, a Dutch oven. I'm not talking about World War II stuff either, man. Look it up. The marriage couple Dutch oven. It's, it's the worst punishment you could give your spouse. All right? <laughs> oh, man, bro. I, you know what? In case she's watching, I don't want to say anything bad because then I'm going to hear it. So I'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave the good stories for another time. Oh, man, there we go, there we go. Oh, man, we got people curious about Dutch ovens now, I think. Now I'm even playing. Uh, <laughs> thank everybody for tuning in and hanging out with me and, and, and J.D., a, an amazing, an amazing uh, creator, you know, from a fan to a creator. I want to say thank you, brother. You rock, hey, bro. I appreciate you, you bro. Bob, I, I appreciate you bringing me back, and I'm sorry it's taken so long. You know? Yeah. Four, uh, it only took four years. Four years. Four years. So let's cut that in half. <laughs> Let's say, let's say right, the, two the years next time, years. right? Yeah. You know, I, and, 2025, JD will be back. <laughs> brother, you were busy, dude, too. You were busy, dude, bro. You see my calendar. I know, man. But I listen, know. My door is open for all creators to come here, and yeah. I'm ready and willing to talk to everybody. So, you yeah. know, I got the schedule. Let's make it happen. I'm clogged up, but it's all right, yo. It's a good I got to book you now for August. You know what I'm Let's saying, go. bro? Yeah, do it now, baby. That's right. I'm like one of those fancy restaurants and shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, monsieur. Let me look at the, cal- the scheduled calendar and shit. Hold on. <laughs> love it. Love it. All right, my brother. You rock. Okay. Everybody, you know what it is. Yo, make sure to follow JD everywhere. I've been showing this. You follow him on, on Twitter at JD Rosario and Facebook at JD.Rosario. Of course, you go check out the website unstoppablecomics.com go there spend that money baby on beautiful independent comic books and of course I put the link below as well the pre-launch page for Storm Chasers Volume 2 four issues over 100 pages most likely baby make it happen yo get on that pre-launch you will be notified when it goes live and of course check out my extended family over at Undercover Caption, where outside the panels, no prize podcast, the Film Crusade, K-pop, Cosmos, and a whole lot more. And of course, my website, baby. We have a stable of whole new writers. Welcome aboard, a fam. ComicCrusaders.com. All right? Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 